Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Colorado Sports Guys Podcast. This is the Mortcast featuring Jeff Morton. Now, here's your host, me, What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton, and we are coming to you at a critical point for the Denver Nuggets, where they have advanced past the San Antonio Spurs for what is going to be, I think, a pretty exciting second-round series against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I think that is something that we are all generally and really looking forward to because uh, the, you know, due respect to the Spurs, the uh, Blazers play a little more wide open style, uh, even though they're not significantly more. Uh, Terry Stotts uh, is, is more in the tradition of earlier coaches in the NBA than he is, uh, say, with Mike D'Antoni or... Uh, uh, Mike Budenholzer, something with the name Mike for whatever reason. Anyway, um, they they those guys um, a little more wide open, but they have Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, and I think te- the, we, we can now expect rather than a little '90s esque an- angsty series, um, you can expect a series that is probably more in line with what today's modern game is about. And quite frankly, we're probably all the better for it. No, no, like I said, no offense to the Spurs, but I believe the Nuggets have, uh, since they won their seventh game uh, and beating the Spurs, ninety to eighty-six, and it has a very ninety score, um, uh, even though it wasn't played in the ninety style. Uh, but when the Nuggets won that seventh game, they kind of got the Spurs monkey off their back, which uh, they hadn't beaten the Spurs since nineteen eighty-five uh, in the playoffs, uh, but. Do you know with in perspective? This is the first time the Nuggets have been a better team than the Spurs since 1985, um, and I think that is that is a big thing. So the Nuggets will take on the Portland Trailblazers at 8:30 tonight. Um, there's a lot of seats left, uh, from what I understand. Uh, I understand it's a quick turnaround. I understand it's an 8:30 game, and I do understand that it's Monday. But come on, this is the first time the Nuggets have advanced to the second round in, uh, well, 10 years <laughs> since they beat uh, the uh, New Orleans Hornets, as they were known then, uh, in Chris Paul and Tyson Chandler and David West, uh, those New Orleans Hornets. Uh, it's been, you know, it's been 10 years, obviously, but, I mean, come on, guys. Um, you can do better than this. Uh, if the Avalanche game is sold out tomorrow and the Nuggets night game tonight is not, uh, there's something wrong with you folks, uh, seriously. Get in board, get on gear, get your nugget shit on, and get out there to the arena tonight. I don't care if the weather is going to be sketchy. Go do it. 
Um, I'm kind of sick and tired of the city of Denver getting falling on its face in big moments uh, like this. And you guys really stepped up to the plate uh, in Game 7. It was so loud that uh, they could not hear Greg Popovich call for a foul. I mean, that's how loud it was. It was, it was deafening at the end of that game. And the crowd rose to the occasion. They were urging the Nuggets on. And that was something big. Um, and we need more crowds like that. You can't just sit home and watch it on television. I know the tickets are expensive, um, and quite frankly, that is on the Nuggets marketing department. Um, I don't know why you, you, you gouge the fans like this, but I'm, I'm telling you, regardless, everyone can be there. Everyone can, everyone can show up. No excuse to not be there. None. Get out. Um, if need be, have your kids... Uh, um, come in late to school. Um, and I mean, it's almost the end of the school year anyway. So just get out, get on out there and have fun at the arena until the last, I'm going to lecture you guys about this, but we really can't have a national game on TNT and with, and a shitload of empty seats at the arena. That would be highly embarrassing. And I don't think it's, it would reflect well on the fandom of Denver. Uh, if, if that was the case. So let's all get out and support the team. Uh, this is exciting. This is exciting stuff. The Nuggets have um, are playing a Portland team that they, they, they beat three times. Should have beaten four. Uh, if it wasn't for the Nuggets finessing the rest of the league and resting all of their players, essentially, on that, uh, on that uh, night in Portland um, where the Nuggets actually were so good in that game, they, they probably should have won that one. Uh, they were up by, I don't know, seven or ten with about seven, eight minutes left in the game, and had outplayed Portland the entire game. It was that was one of those games. But anyway, the way the Portland went out uh, really helped the Nuggets. Um, and you got to you got to look at it this way: this Portland team, although they have guards that can really hurt you. Um, this Portland team has a very injured Ennis Cantor, who, uh, from the last I saw, does not know if he will even be able to go tonight. And even if he does, he'll be very um, injured. Behind them, you have uh, I have uh, Collins, and I, I just don't know how well he would match up against Nikola Jokic. He may have a better time. And Myers Leonard, okay, Zach Collins and Myers Leonard behind that. Just think about that for a second. Um, the Blazers are going to try to do the old put put Nikola Jokic in pick and roll thing, and I think the Nuggets have basically got that figured out. Every team has tried to do that to them this year. Some, um, obviously, Houston are better than that than others, um, but the Nuggets have done a really good job of really limiting the damage that could be done with Nikola Jokic in the pick and roll. <clears throat> so. Honestly, the, while the national pundits have said that the Blazers in six or the Blazers in seven, um, I will tell you in all honesty, I don't see this game, this series going past five games, and I don't see the Nuggets losing. Um, I have been wrong. I mean, last last series I predicted the Nuggets would win in six, and they went seven. Um, quite frankly, this is a <clears throat> this is a moment for the Nuggets to really prove themselves, and I don't get the sense that they relaxed after the uh, San Antonio game. In fact, um, I would describe their Nuggets demeanor as it's just another game. 
and they weren't they weren't like oh we 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 got out of the we got out of the second round or out of the first round and so therefore we are everything else is gravy. I don't get that sense. It was it wasn't a it was a different kind of view from them. It was it was one of not settling, but at the same time understanding that uh, there's still tons of work to do. And uh, I kind of like that. I like that feeling, and particularly Nikola Jokic, who has since game two, basically, of the series, even though he had a triple-double in game one, he kind of played like ass, and he knew it. And he adjusted accordingly and was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, stellar for the rest of that series. Uh, in a way that I think it surprised everyone, his numbers in that in that entire series were astounding, completely astounding. And I think that with his advantage in this series, uh, he can really, really put his mark on everything. And I think with the way the Nuggets were able to struggle in the San Antonio series and the way they overcame their own mental problems the only the way they came overcame their own um up and downness and then when michael malone adjusted and he took will barton and he put him into the second unit and by the way after excelling excelling in game five in the last series uh, barton's last two games of the series were back to the first three basically um, which was really disappointing, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that playing Portland will break him out of whatever slump he is in. Uh, I do think he's still injured uh, a little bit. Um, I think that is affecting him, but um, his decision-making has been awful, and I think, I'm hoping that now that they're passed into the second round, that his decision-making will improve, and he will biggie back to the way he was for most of his career in Denver off the bench, which was someone who was a potential six-man-of-the-year candidate. So, um, but that being said, um, McCollum and Lillard, that is something that is uh, obviously high in the Nuggets' minds. They don't, the the Blazers, um, now that Nurkic is injured, don't have that third guy. And it has been a struggle. I mean, they got Evan Turner there, but Turner, uh, Turner is a guy that, can be a great role player uh, in certain situations. Uh, he does tend to try to do too much, and I don't know if this will necessarily be something to their advantage. Um, I think a lot of the matchup matchups in this series, aside from the two main guard spots, which, you know, depending on the way Murray comes out, you never know. But on, on outside of the, the the point guard and shooting guard, basically the matchups really favor Denver, and then and uh, I think. If you're gonna, if we're going to look at this seriously, we think the Nuggets are number two in the West for a reason. One, they beat three, they beat the Blazers three times, okay, and they had beaten the the, the Thunder four uh, in in the regular season. That didn't happen by accident. The Nuggets have, and that was even with Nurkic. Um, the Nuggets have matchup advantages. The Nuggets have advantages over the, the Blazers that they may not have over the other two teams that are playing right now, Golden State and Houston. <clears throat> so all those factors combined for me to say that this is a very good, really good potential for the Nuggets to, if they, if they knuckle down, 
they can really put their, uh, particularly tonight, they can put their foot down and say, we are not going to lose. And uh, we know we're better than you. Kind of like there were some points, there were some points during the, um, the San Antonio series, particularly in game five, where the Nuggets had that air of, yes, we, it finally dawned on us, we know we're better than you. Obviously, the next game they reverted, uh, which, was, which was disappointing. Uh, but that game five, the Nuggets had an air of a team that just kind of knew that it was better than the other team. We are more talented than you. They are more talented outside of Lillard and, and McCollum. They are, across the board, more talented and deeper than uh, Portland. And it will be very interesting to see how the Nuggets choose to take advantage of this situation. Um, I'm curious because it's a quick turnaround from Game 7. Game 7, um, you know, the Nuggets will be the, the to their disadvantages. And I'll go through the disadvantages. They are a more tired team. They played 48 hours ago, less than 48 hours ago, as of the, this recording. They um, needed to really gut out a Game 7. Um and they have gone through prolonged shooting slumps in games that they managed to win, both Game 2 and Game 7, um, and that you're not always going to be able to overcome that. Uh, the one reason they were able to overcome against the Spurs was that the Spurs were not a great offensive team, uh, at least built for what the Nuggets were trying to do, and they could not catch up So that normally. So the Nuggets were able to win despite shooting poorly in a couple of games. I'm not necessarily convinced that the Nuggets will be able to do that against the Blazers. Um, the Blazers have, a, a, as we both all know, a much better offensive team. Um, and it will be interesting to see how the Nuggets try to combat that, but that, that is a concern. That is uh, something where the Nuggets don't necessarily have the advantage. And if this Nuggets team is to go anywhere, or if they were to advance, um, they will need to uh, be able to not have prolonged offensive lulls. This Portland team is not as good defensively as San Antonio um, in this sense that they don't have guys that will hustle you to death outside of Amino. Um, they, they, their defense is, was largely dependent on, on, uh, Nurkic, um, being able to, I mean, not that Nurk was a great defensive player, but their, their defense was largely dependent on getting, you know, getting people funneled into Nurk and all that stuff. Um, they've had to adjust since then. And, and as Cantor was helping them out a bit, Cantor, on the other hand, has, uh, since he is now injured um, and we don't know his status, his availability is going to greatly impact how the Blazers approach this game. And it may be all a, bla- a, a balls out, chuck the three um, uh, game from McCollum and Lillard. And as we know from watching the NBA, that can work. Um, uh, you know, look at the Houston Rockets. It, it's it's a it's a it's a thing that can work, and the Nuggets do have a tendency to give open threes. So that will be a big concern, big concern for the Nuggets. Like I said, Murray uh, can't have a prolonged shooting slump. Um, particularly Barton and Paul Millsap cannot go into offensive funks. Uh, they all need to be uh, right on it 
and we'll see if the Nuggets have enough. I, I think they do, and I think their defense is far better than the Blazers. And this may be a series where the Nuggets have to rely on their defense to a great extent to if, if their offense is has gone into a funk again. Um, it will be hard. Um, especially, you know, I've said this over and over again, and I've noticed this particularly when it comes to the Nuggets. When they go all out defensively, their offense goes into the shitter. It is, it is a correlation causation thing. When they do that, they, they can't recover offensively because they're so exhausted. Their shooting goes to shit. Um, and, and it's largely because you spend so much effort being a great defensive team. And there is a reason that the great defensive teams of the 90s were awful offensively, and the, and the scores were so low. They had to keep the pace low, A, to mitigate 10 turnovers uh, because they were so poor offensively, and B, it's because um, if you keep the pace low, your, if you, you limit the possessions in a game, um, your chances of getting, A, you always keep the game close, and B, uh, uh, your chances of getting um, letting the team get into a prolonged offensive spurt are, are mitigated. And uh, that is why those teams did that. But the Nuggets, uh, their offensive lulls were largely due to the, the energy they were expending on defense. You notice when they're playing great offensively, they can play great defense, but it's more of the correct style of the modern style of defense, which is picking your spots and being able to uh, exert energy in the right areas rather than having to do it for 24 seconds on every single possession, specifically if you've got many possessions. That game seven, you know, the Nuggets played terrific defense in the first half. What killed them was their uh, the, all the energy that they spent and the shot making was just gone. And if you... If you notice that, it'll it'll you'll see the correlation between the two. That's all I'm saying. You'll see a correlation between the way the Nuggets exert themselves on defense and the way they come back on on the offensive end. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me. I appreciate this. Um, we will be back soon. I hope to come to you. Uh, after game one, maybe after game two. We'll see. So uh, anyway, thank you all for joining me, and I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye.